0: speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of the scriptures. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Dear Lord, we give you thanks, honor, and glory for your word. We ask you for the revelation, wisdom, understanding. But above all, Father, we ask you for transformation from the inside out. In Jesus' name, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to move from this second sign, but the Holy Spirit won't allow me. I I was hoping that we jumped on sign number three, but the Holy Spirit wants sign number two, false teachings. Amen. So I'm going to continue to teach it. Amen. Maybe, Maybe some of us need to hear it once and for all. Amen. Amen. We are responsible for our salvation as believers. We are responsible for our lives. We are responsible for our actions. Amen? I know that today, in today's society, it's easy to pass it on to someone else, but you are responsible for the choices that you make, whether good or bad. Amen? God is good. Most of the things that we're seeing today in 2021, God revealed them to me throughout a dream in 2012. The Lord spoke to me in a dream and he said 10 years ago, literally to this day, 10 years ago, the Holy Spirit said to me that there was going to be a sweeping of churches, meaning that there were going to be many churches closing in the end times. Now, many churches have closed for various reasons, but one of the main reason why God is closing churches is because of false teachers. People who are preaching one thing and living another from the altar from the altar from the pulpit so 12 year i mean 10 years ago the holy spirit revealed this to me in a dream it was only a matter of time before it became a reality that's why it's very you have to be very precisely that when the spirit of the lord is speaking to you or revealing stuff to you that you are remember that you remember these things so that way you don't fall prey to these things amen that's why i'm not sad about the state of the church i'm sad about the state of the believers because it's the believer. you know what my daughter told me a long time ago one time we we're watching this documentary on a cult. And, 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 and in the midst of the documentary, uh, the, the, the narrators and the people who were part of the documentary were saying how is it possible that 900 people follow a false teacher, a false prophet by the name of Jim Jones all the way to Guyana where he poisoned them and eventually uh, 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 helped them in other ways believe his lies to the point that they all committed suicide. So 900 people lost their lives because of a false teacher. And I remember uh, the, the people who were interviewing some of the witnesses that survived said this man was crazy. They described him as crazy. And my daughter, being the daughter of a pastor, understanding what a message is and preaching because she gets it in awe. Amen. Even when I'm trying to give her, tell her a story, I'll, I will include the message of God in it. She, she goes, that man wasn't crazy. The people that follow him were crazy. You see, sometimes we blame the false teacher, but we don't blame the people that approve of that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Many of us are guilty by association because we know better But we don't do anything about it. We just stay and stay and stay, hoping some way, somehow, God can reverse a curse. God cannot reverse curses. He breaks curses. Amen? And some of you have been set free from a bondage of false teaching. So hallelujah, glory to God, because you have been saved today. Because God is going to give you his true word that brings true liberty for all of us. In Jesus' name. Amen? God is good. The Bible is clear in instructing us how to be vigilant. It is our responsibilities as believers to take a hold of our own lives. I'm not responsible for your life. I'm responsible for my life. I'm not responsible for my wife's life. I'm not responsible for my daughter's life. I'm responsible for me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When, when we preach this message, it, it's uncomfortable because it, it, it forces us to step up. In areas that we've been lacking, because we love making excuses for everything, we love justifying everything. But in reality, one day God will call us accountable for everything, every action, and every careless word that has come out of our mouth. So we have to be careful the way we conduct ourselves and the way that we live. Amen. God is not looking for perfection. God is looking for sanctification. God is looking for holiness. God is looking for people who want Him in spirit and truth, not people that want Him on. Sunday then forget him on Saturday. Amen. Amen. The first sign we found it in Matthew chapter 24 verses 10 through 12 which talked about that many will be offended and then the second sign came many will many false prophets will arise and we found that in Matthew chapter 24 verses 3 through 14. Now the rise of false teachings in America has enabled many believers to To continue to live a life that doesn't reflect who Christ is. Many believers today are justifying their poor behaviors. Amen. One of the things that I experienced when I received the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I received identity. Amen. I finally understood that God created me for a purpose. But many of us are yet to find that. You are caught up in your own mediocrity and mindset and you continue to justify your actions when God is calling you accountable and God is saying to you, if I am for you, who can be against you? In other words, there's nothing impossible for me. So if you have a lifestyle that is not pleasing to me, then surrender yourself to me so that I can complete you and make you whole. Amen? We're making this journey longer than what it should be. Amen. We're going in circles. We should have been there a long time ago. There are two things in life that you're going to learn how to value, especially when you get older. That is time and energy. Amen. What's the slang? Ain't nobody got time for that. Amen. When you get older, that becomes your everyday word. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for gossip. I ain't got time for your drama. I ain't got time for this. I ain't got you, you. You begin to say that, and that begins to speak life to you because you, as an individual, begin to grow and mature and say that your time is valuable and that your energy and your resources shouldn't be wasted on things that are childish. Amen. The Bible says, I used to talk like a child, I used to act like a child, but when I became an adult, I left all childish things away, amen? I stopped playing with toys, amen? God is good. False teachings in America have allowed many believers to misinterpret scripture and misinterpret uh, what God has intended for them. For example, there was an era in America where they were teaching about the law and then the era ushered in about the grace. The law rebuked everything. Everything was a curse and everything wasn't of God. And the law led people to condemnation to the point that people were so stressed out that they didn't even want to serve God. I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. I might as well just give up. And then in the early 90s came in the grace message, which the grace led many people to disgrace. Amen? The name it and claim it generation. Amen? If you name it and you say it in Jesus' name, God will give it to you. Amen? I, I, I came to a conclusion. You can name and claim anything you want. There's nothing wrong with that. But in my eyes, and in my mind, this is what I think of uh, when people say, name it and claim it. I say, who's going to make the payments? Who's going to make the payments? Because I could walk around a BMW all day long. But if I don't got the resources for that, I shouldn't be walking around that. What I should be walking around is my account. A- amen? Positioning myself to obtain something. Amen? Amen? So it ushered in this misconception that God was all about blessings and not about correction. So you saw ministries with beautiful cars. There's nothing wrong with that. With big houses. And their church was in a community that was in need of things. And the church couldn't provide because the church was all about them versus the community and God has called us to serve the community amen are you hearing what I'm saying church amen there's nothing wrong with prospering in in the will of God but it's another thing to prosper and then say it's the will of God when it's not the will of God amen how many jobs do you have to work in order to keep the things you have Uh, hello when God gives it to you he gives it to you free and clear In, in other words I don't have to struggle in order to keep my blessings because if they came from God why am I struggling I should be enjoying them I shouldn't be working three four five six jobs to maintain what I have no it's that what I have has me I don't have it you're only a payment away from losing the things that you said came from God but God in 2021 is restructuring the church, bringing it back to its origins. There's a reset going on right now. And what God wants is balance in His house. That's what God is looking for, for us to balance our life with His Word because our lives right now are in balance in front of His presence. And God is saying, me first. If I can be first, everything else, everything else will fall in its place. Make me first. Make me your desire. Make me your priority. Make me first. Make me first. This is the secret. Place God first. And everything else will fall in place. Your husband is acting up. Put God first. Your wife is acting up. Put God first. Your children are acting up. <laughs> Put God first. Amen. And follow through with that. John chapter 16 verse 13 says, However, when the spirit of truth has come, this was Jesus speaking about the Holy Spirit before his departure. He said, he will guide you into all truth For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things that are to come. Even the Holy Spirit will not move without the permission of God. We move on feelings, emotions, and instinct. And that's why we're in the predicament that we are today. If God brought you to this house, it's God's desire for you to grow here. This is not a shopping mall. You choose and you pick whether you want to come here and go to another place and you're church hopping. Let me tell you something. Not every church preaches the true word of God. So you can go into a church that speaks the word of God and come out with a spirit of confusion. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't roll. I get invited to churches all the time. And I said, I'm not going unless the Holy Spirit is going with me. So the Holy Spirit hasn't given me the okay. So I'm not preaching there because I'm not compromising the word of God. And also, I don't want to be affiliated with pastors who are manipulating the people of God. I don't want to be associated with that. You are guilty by association. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. I know where I stand and I know where I'm going. If the Holy Spirit is able to teach us and guide us to the things of God, how is it not possible that he has yet to teach you the things that you are doing right now? So we know about the Spirit of God. We know that the Spirit of God knows all things, searches all things. He's supposed to guide us and lead us. Then why is our lives messed up? Why... Is our own personal house upside down? Because God doesn't force anything. Are you hear what I'm saying? He's a gentleman. He allows you to allow him to be him in you. That's how he works. But we have selected hearing. And we choose when we want him in or not. God doesn't operate under the spirit of intimidation or manipulation. Either you want him or not. He's the same today, tomorrow, and forever. (laughs) Uh, 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 Hello? He he doesn't have an identity crisis. He doesn't get up in the morning and looks into the the eternal river reflection of 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 the river of heaven and says, Who am I today? Am I really God? No, he doesn't have that identity crisis. He knows who he is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if you know who God is, you should know who you are. Holy Spirit, help us today. The Holy Spirit allows us to see the things of God for us if we cooperate with him. We need to examine ourselves. And how do we examine ourselves? Not by what other people say about us, but what the word of God says about us. This word has to approve you. You see, we want everyone to approve of us. But not everyone is going where you're going. And not everyone cares about you. They just care about the things you got. And the things that they could benefit from you. If you would have known that a long time ago, let me tell you something. Your contact list will be short. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14 says, Be diligent to be found in him in peace. Why is it that we're so freaking frustrated? That's the word that many believers use today. We are freaking frustrated frustrated because we don't know who God is and let alone we don't know who we are the apostle Peter challenges the church when he wrote this letter he said for you to be found in him in peace you can't put a price on peace peace could only be earned it cannot be mandated And many believers today have failed to understand the real meaning of the word peace according to the word of God. The word peace means to be stable in your ways. Many of us are not stable in our ways because we have too many people in the way. Or we're in the way. We have to come to a place of understanding that we don't know everything and we don't have it all together. That gives God the legal right to come in and mediate your situation. Help you correct where there's correction to be needed or to adjust or whatever the case might be. But I want to find myself in his peace. And in order to be in his peace, then I must cooperate with what he has said about me. In other words, if God has spoken over my life, then me as a believer, I have to tune into that word. I have to accept that word for what it is. And I got to start talking and walking and living under that word. Anything outside of that word will steal my peace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen? I learned throughout the years living in his peace. And then it says, be diligent to be found in his peace without spots and blameless. Many of us could avoid a lot of the drama that we're currently in. When you're walking with God, demons tremble. They don't even want to get close to you. You hear believers all the time. I can't sleep in this house. There's there's something disturbing my peace. Hello, you have the legal right to evict whatever's costing you not wanting to sleep because God has made you the head, not the yeah. tail. You keep beating your tail, not knowing that you're the. Come to my house with that foolishness. You'll have your coat and your bag on you before you even say anything else. I'll dismiss you. You have to have control over your life. And how do you have control over your life when you know who you are? Then the peace of God will reign upon you. You won't be stressed or distressed. Amen. But stress. Amen. You want to be distressed. Amen. If our hearts are really set on the glory of a new heaven and a new earth. If our minds are really set and believing that there's going to be a rapture taking place. That the world's going to be destroyed by God. That God has a crown for us. That God has a mansion for us. That there's a new heaven that has been created for each and every one of us. So that we can reside there. Then we must apply that attitude now on earth. We are agents of his kingdom. We are representatives of his kingdom. So if my father has given me access to his heaven that is divine, why in the world am I experiencing in my world hell? The world is in hell. The world is in turmoil, but not my world. My world is my world. I have control over my world. I choose. What to believe, what not to believe, what to approve of, what not to approve of. I choose. I have that power. You have that power. If you don't like what you're receiving, check what you're giving. How are you going to be cussing Saturday night and then you're going to be rebuking demons Saturday morning? Like the demons are confused. The demons are like, wait a minute, you invited me here last night. And now you're casting me out under what authority? You see, when we give into the plots of the enemy, the enemy takes more than what you think. He takes over the atmosphere. He takes over the, 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 the area where you rest. He takes over everything because you give the enemy an inch and he'll take a mile. And we got to be careful with that. Amen. Our words have power. Amen. God is good. How how do we live this godly life? How do we walk accordingly to God's will? Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23 says, The fruits of the Spirit, what Spirit? The Holy Spirit, are love, joy, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against, there is no what? No law. The fruits of the Spirit are gossip? Jealousy? Envy? Huh? No. When you see traits in a believer that are contrary to the Holy Spirit, you should question what source is that believer under? That's why I just don't lay anyone Lay hands on me. Careful. Careful. Or when they're going to give me a word, I need a witness. I keep my eyes open. I want to see your eyes because the eyes, according to the Bible, are the window to the soul. I don't want you to be profiling to me so that you can delay my life or even lead me to destruction. Amen. Be careful. Keep your hands off of me. Amen. That's the attitude that you should have. Now, if you know that the source comes from God, it's okay. Those hands are holy. Sanctify. Amen. Clorox bleach clean. Amen. But we have to be careful. We have to be careful. God is not the author of confusion. I said that last week. I don't know why I'm saying it this week. God is not going to speak to you today and then change his mind tomorrow. He doesn't operate that way. We need to check what we're receiving and what we're tuning into. Amen. God is going to give him a round of applause. Many of us subject ourselves in season and out of season. Let me tell you something. There's no such thing in the kingdom of God as in season or out of seasons. That is a mindset of error. Just because it's raining doesn't limit God. Just because it's snowing doesn't limit God. Uh, uh, Hello, hello! you see believers all the time justifying their lives based on things. God doesn't justify himself on nothing because he doesn't need to. He is God. He is almighty. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was good, and God was good, and there was light, etc. Hello, he knows who he is. Amen. You can't change him. But out of ignorance, out of human Rationalism, we confuse the way that God operates. God is in all seasons. Even if we're in a season right now that we don't feel Him, He's right there. He's right there. Because sometimes God has to allow us to feel that we're alone so we could get closer to Him. I don't know how many of you have been feeling alone lately. Oh, God, where are you? And God's like, I'm right here. I'm, I'm right here. I just want you to remind yourself that just because I'm glorifying myself in you doesn't mean that you are all that. You are a working process. Amen. You are a working project. And I go from glory to glory, meaning that yesterday's glory was good for yesterday. But today's glory is better for today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the glory there is to come. There are many of us that we are content with just seeing one side of God. I want to see it all. Why are we content and why are we scared? Because it frightens us to give up areas in our life that we don't want to. But we know we have to. Amen. God is so good. I was listening to a friend of mine who's a pastor in Milwaukee, and he was preaching uh, a message, and the message that he was preaching was contradicting in more ways than one, and I hope that God gives me the opportunity to talk to him, to let him know, hey man, you got to check what you're teaching people, because if you don't check what you're teaching people, you're going to mislead them, amen? So he was teaching, you know, his church is very small, there's about like maybe four or five, six members, amen, I, I believe they just started. And, 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 and part of the service, he said, oh, we're going to collect the tithes and offerings. And, and God understands if you cannot give, it, it's okay. God understands this. And I'm, and I'm saying to myself, brother, what does Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 says? Can a man rob God? It's not my responsibility to check what you're giving. It's my responsibility to check what I'm giving. Now, are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, if I teach you wrongly this, I will keep you bound in the spirit of poverty. Because the Bible says that we are not to rob God. We are to give to God. And, and let me remind you, what you have is not yours. It's his to begin with. So uh, be careful. Be careful the way you think about your blessings, because first of all, you can't impress God with your blessings. He gave it to you. It's like your children. Your, your children they they tend to forget that. Amen. When you when you go to the store and you forgot to bring the Oreo cookies or the soda or the popcorn, all that stuff. They, they you come in the house and you bring in the bags. They they don't help you bring in. You know you you know what I oh you know what I'm saying? Like you want to bust date, but you gotta you know, and you walk in the house. Yeah, you didn't get the tell. You didn't get the cry. Let me tell you something. Whose house you living in? Who's providing for you? You better watch yourself. You better watch yourself. As a matter of fact, your time is about to expire be- because I ain't supposed to raise you all your life. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, amen? amen? And that's the attitude that many of us have towards God. When it comes to the things that he has given us. Can't impress God with your fancy car. Can't impress God with your fancy shoes. None of that comes to nothing. Vanity, 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 vanity. Everything that you have today, one day, will be the future of tax sales, garage sales, and dump sites. Amen. 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 I remember the first time when we bought our first house. Me and Pastor Millie, you know, we were a little tight on money, you know, the first year. For those who are buying a house, make sure you have a lot of funds because the first year is like, you know, my wife has a mindset and a vision bigger than mine's. She sees every room decorated or decor to the T. I don't see it that way. I see ching ching. Ching, ching. Ching, 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 ching. Ching, ching, ching. Amen. <laughs> ching, ching. That's what I see. And I remember the first year when we bought our first house. We were like, yo, we got to do a tag sale. So we went out to the city, got the permits, whatever. I put all my shirts out there. I had some nice shirts, silk shirts. I must have paid like 30 $40 each. So I put them out there for $10 a piece. And Pastor Millie looked at me and said, that ain't going to sell. That ain't gonna sell. This is a tax sale. And I said, I don't want to hear none of that woman. You know what this is? This is Ted Baker. Ted Baker shirts. You know what I'm saying? This is uh I forgot the designers. This is this top brand. I seen them cars pull up and pull out. And all my shirts were still on the hanger. She said to me. what's going on? I said, nothing. 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 Nothing's going on. Then this lady pulled up. Now I knew the moment that she pulled up, this lady was a hustler. I knew it right away because I used to be a hustler. She walked in there. She had her little purse and she opened it up and she had all the quarters first and all the dollars were like Bunched up in the bottom, so you know that green wasn't coming out that bag. And she says, "Cuánto? How much? Remember I said ten, but like I saw her roll up, I'm saying I'm gonna just cut it in half. I said five. I said cinco, five. No, no quiero. (laughs) Cuánto?" So she moved from my section to Pastor Millie's section. She took everything. What a quarter, 50 cent. She uh, you know, Pastor Millie just gave her everything, literally. Now the sun was coming down and the permit was for only one day. So I said, "You know what? I'm not going to bring this back in the house." How much are you willing to give me for these shirts? Déjame ver. Let me see. This is what she said. Let me see. Déjame ver. She was counting her little stash, you know, but I got my eye on her. I, I saw some greens in the bottom of that bag. I saw some greens. She took out this dollar that looked like it was crushed in there. Un peso. I said, a dollar. En serio? She got me so livid. I said, just take it, take it, take it, take it. Jévatelo, jévatelo, jévatelo. Todo. Sí, todo. Por un peso. No, 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 no. Not for a dollar. A dollar each. She says, "Well, I have five dollars. You have ten shirts." She took all 10 shirts for $5. She left loaded. Then after, you know, it it went in and it went out and I let it go, we took off, me and Pastor Millie brought everything else inside the house and then we went for a drive and it so happened that when we were pulling up to our house. Guess who was coming around the corner? The lady. And she said, you forgot to give me my change back. I gave you a $10 bill. You set all of them shirts for $5. So I gave you five for 10. Pastor Millie said, you know what? Dale, dale, ma. Give her and give her more. But I learned something that day. That the things that we value, others don't value them and see them the way we see them. And we're trying to protect our values when in reality it don't matter. What matters most is your relationship with the Holy Spirit than anything else. Because people are not going to see things the way you see them. She didn't see Ted Baker. She didn't see none of these designers. What she saw was a shirt on sale. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And sometimes we as believers have this mindset that I can't go to church because I don't have clothes. I can't go to church because I ain't right. And we make all these excuses. And God is saying, I don't care how you view yourself. I don't care how you look at life. I see you because I see my son. And I saw what my son has done for you. So there's no excuse for you. Wow. God is so good. Let us not be like that minister that contradicts the word of God. Then I have another friend of mine who's a pastor and he preaches on the message of grace. We got to be careful the way we teach the word of grace because grace can lead you to disgrace. Everything on this earth is permissible. Okay, you can do whatever you want. Amen. You can do whatever you want. But according to God's word, it's not beneficial. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he was preaching this message concerning tattoos. It's okay. Write the scripture of God here. And I said, wait a minute. Leviticus chapter 19 verses 28 says that we are not to tattoo our bodies. We are not to put images. We are not. Now, I don't know how you feel about that subject. That's fine. If you got tattoos, that's fine. I'm I'm not here to criticize or judge you. What I'm saying is that when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're under new management. Meaning that you can't do the things that you desire or the things that you want. Everything has to serve a purpose. You just don't get up in the morning and say, you know, Holy Spirit, today I don't want to deal with you. I just want to do whatever I want to do. That's fine. Go ahead and do it. But don't be praying against something that you made a decision on and you want the Holy Spirit to override the decision that you made because he's not going to do that. The consequences are going to come based on that premature, ignorant decision you made. That's called consequences. Amen? And we got to be careful with that. According to a news article published by CBS News, February 24th, 2018, it claims that there's about 10,000 cults still existing today in the United States of America. 10,000 cults exist today in America. And mainly they are driven by mind control. They control people's minds. We have always had this attitude in this church. Come if you want to come. And don't come if you don't want to come. Because at the end of the day, everything that God has said about us will come to pass as long as we stay on track. So your attendance doesn't really impress me. What impresses me is the attendance of the Holy Spirit in this service. I want more of the Holy Spirit in here than people. Because if the Holy Spirit is here, then the Holy Spirit can deliver all of us, and then the people will come, rather than this becoming a social club, or a place of gossip, or a place of contention. No, we are all brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ's name. If God is not in the midst, this is not going anywhere. So we must allow the Holy Spirit to resign in this place. And how does the Holy Spirit resign in this place? When we cooperate. With the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Amen. Second of Peter chapter three, verses uh, 17 through 18 says, Do not be carried away by the error of lawlessness. This is a spirit that's moving now, especially here in America. You see it on the TV. People that once stand for the word of God are now standing for movements. Let me tell you something about movements. They don't last. They don't last. They will eventually come to an end. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But the word of God will forever stand. We have to hate what God hates and love what God loves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we must understand as a church that all souls matter. Every soul matters to God. This is not about race. This is not about us disagreeing. This is about a plan that the enemy has ushered into this country to divide us in the spirit of ignorance. And now we are coming to a place that we ourselves don't even know who we are. I went to a baby shower not too long ago with my family. You know how it is when you go visit your family. As soon as you arrive, Llegó la iglesia. The church is here. You know, they have this attitude. That's fine. It's okay. We're chilling. We eat. We eat the same stuff you we eat. We sleep in beds too. We wipe the same way y'all wipe. No different. I'm just being real. Just being real. Whether you're left hand or right hand, it's... I'm just. I'm a realist, man. Come on, man. What's up? Amen. <laughs> Thank you, brother Dave. Yes, yes. Details matter. Amen. And, and, and as soon as we got there, we could see the division within the sa- within the family. The teenagers were over here, you know, listening to the pop, smoke, Papa chop. whatever. The, the women were in the corner you know <laughs> that's where you get the latest news and the guys were over here in the domino table and, and our family uh, uh, we 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 are inter uh looking for the word interracial family so most of my cousins have married uh black man, Jamaican man, or vice versa, whatever the case might be. So we all get together. And when we all get together, you know how it is. Everybody starts sitting in their own section. So uh, I had uh, my uh, cousin's uh, former husband sitting at one table, and and he's African-American. So I go over there. I said, what are you saying all the way back here? He said, this is Africa. I said, I, I said, brother, please, this is what we're doing nowadays? This is what we're doing nowadays? This, this what do nowadays? This, what you mean this is Africa? This is Springfield, brother. What's, what's going on, man? He got me upset. He got me angry. And I was hangry, too, because I was hungry, too. You know, because when, when we go to family functions, Pastor Millie's, like, very picky. Like, she's very shy to go to the table and fix me a plate. You know what I'm saying? So I got to go fix myself a plate and fix her up a plate. Amen? So I was hangry already. And and you know how it is, man. It was hot. I was hangry. And then he made this comment. I said, let me tell you something. We are all one. Amen? Amen. We are all one. Don't come with that. Don't come with that. We don't stand for none of that. Amen? Amen? Because the last time I checked, you were still eating from this adobo, sasson. I mean, you got some pork on your plate, brother. Where do you think that came from, brother? And your children are Hispanic, too. Amen. He toned it down. He said, I want to go to your church. I said, brother, you don't want to come to my church, man. You stop all that nonsense. You forget about the seven continents on the earth. You'll think about one kingdom. Amen. God is good. Give him a round of applause. Amen. Because false teachers are going To infiltrate the church and believers must guard themselves and not be led away by the errors of man that talk like they're Christian, but live a very unholy, rebellious life. The Apostle Peter was trying to get the church to understand that you have to be careful with false teachers. Now, how do you identify a false teacher when the word of God contradicts their living? You'd be surprised how many people are trying to get you to follow God and they don't even know which direction they're going. How can you preach to me about God when your life is all over the place? We have to be careful with that. Amen. We have to be a church that understands that people go through processes in life. But if I'm going to get something from a source, it has to be a person that's stable in all their ways. Amen. In all their ways. Amen. When you come to my house, my mortgage is under my name. My car is under my name. My insurance is under my name. Hello. Everything is under my name. Amen. And my wife's name. You meet believers? This happened to me many years ago. I had a friend of mine. They told my car, man, you need to go take me to go get my car. So we went to 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 the place where they told his car. And when we got there, the guy said, I can't release this car to you because the title is under somebody else's name. Oh, that's my mother. We had to go get his mother. When we went and got his mother, we went back a couple miles down the road. We went back to the towing place. They said, we can't release this car to you. Why? Because the insurance... Is under somebody else's name. (laughs) You know me. One ride that's all you get. Two rides maybe a third ride ain't happening. Let me tell you something. Stop lying. When I first got my first car my car insurance was about $300 but today I don't I I don't even pay nothing close to that. But I put everything under my name. Why? Because I knew if I put everything under my name, I was going to get to a place where I didn't rely on nobody but God and myself. And many of us are putting our name not only on cars and houses and things, but also putting our name in places that it don't belong. We have to be careful. That speaks volumes. Amen. I ain't co-signing for somebody that you know ain't going to pay you back. Yeah, right. Of course, they're going to tell you that they're going to pay you tomorrow because they want it at the moment. But in all reality, you know, they, they still owe limber money. If you haven't paid the limber lady. And if you still haven't paid for the Christmas pasteles, what makes you think that you're going to pay for this car? You, you get what I'm saying? You know these people. But we want to give them a benefit of the doubt. Maria, Doña Maria ain't giving them a benefit of the doubt because they, they got a grocery list of things they owe them and they still haven't paid up. Amen. And if your name is Maria, God bless you. Uh, I have my attorney there. I wasn't saying you. It was just a figure of my imagination to describe someone. Amen. God is good. God is good. Second of Peter chapter three verse 18 says, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is very important that we ourselves as individuals grow in the spiritual things of God. Spiritual development is key. And your time depends on that. You cannot afford to make mistakes or even hiccups. We can't, not at this point in our lives. You have to be a realist. Facts over feelings. Facts over feelings. When you're all over the place, everything's all over the place. We got to get it together. And the only one that could help us get it together is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads us into all ways, including to the ways of the Lord. His will and not our will. Amen. False teaching allows us to compromise the word of God. Proverbs chapter two, uh, chap, uh, Proverbs chapter 22 verses six says, train up a child in the ways he shall go and he shall, and when he gets old, he will never depart from it. Amen. It gives you a blueprint how to train up your child. But today, what do we do? We entertain the child. We don't train them. We entertain them. And, and now that they're 18, now we make exceptions for them. If you can't provide for you, and you still live under my roof, you're under my rules. You hear the kids when they get 18? I'm an adult now. I don't consider you an adult until you get your own place. You live in here, there's a curfew. The door closes at 9, and if you take it, you replace it. A- a- amen? And when I go to the grocery store, I buy stuff for me, not for you. Amen? Amen? But we make exceptions for them. And it violates the word of God. And then we wonder why our house is the way it is. We have to understand that we as believers, we have the authority. My house, my rules. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We ain't watching no Pokemon in here. We ain't watching Sisters of Covenant in this house. We are not watching Harry Potter in this house. We're not watching Bad Bunny. We're not doing, we ain't smoking no Papa Smoke. We ain't, we ain't doing none of that in this house. Well, you're boring. Well, get out of my house and life will show you how boring it is when you find yourself I remember when I told my mom, my mom had it up to here with me. She wasn't a Christian. And she said, go, fly, fly like a bird. I'm like a bird. And I flew. Man, life messed me up. I came back crying. Thank God my teeth were still in the same place. But I came back home broken. I realized how dark the world really was. Amen. And, and sometimes we don't. We make it easier for our children. Amen. Amen. And we shouldn't, amen. We enable them by making their lives comfortable, and then we get upset when they have ratchet behaviors. Stop making their lives comfortable. Twelve o'clock, midday, and they're still sleeping. ¿En serio? They want you to pay for their cell phone. En serio. I remember my daughter. She said, Daddy, Daddy, what are you going to get me for my birthday? I'm going to turn 18. She's 19 now. I said, I'm getting you a job application. (laughs) I got her the job. And then she had the nurse to say, who's going to pick me up? Let me tell you something. I did everything on the public bus. I remember when I got my license. I didn't even have a car. I got on that bus. I I, I put two quarters in there. It was 50 cents back then and then I took a token for a transfer for the next bus and I got myself home. Amen. And that's why I appreciate the things that I have. But we give everything to everyone and they don't appreciate it. Just like false teachers give you stuff that's not from God and, and, and they enable you instead of confronting you and correcting you. It is your responsibility as a believer to Get up to speed to what God wants to do with you. And it's time for you to rise up and say, I'm gonna put God first. Amen. Stop enabling people, stop making excuses for people. The guys at my job, they're like, Pastor, you know, I I was thinking about going to church Sunday. I I I see you, I hear you, I just need to get there. And I say, get there before it's too late. But when I get there, where am I gonna sit? You're gonna sit in the best chair in the church. What chair, what, what chair is that? The sinner's chair. Where we all sitting in. Amen. God is so good. Amen. False teachings enables the believer to contradict the word of God, which leads to poor behavior and ungodly living. For example, we see the trends now. How Many believers express themselves about God. You see, the average believer say, God is cool. God is dope. God is hip. Jesus is my homeboy. God is not cool. God is not dope. God is not hip. God is sovereign. The way you talk about God shows the level of reverence that you have for him. Imagine me telling my mom that she's cool. By the time she's done with me, that bottle of Vixen Ven-Gay will be gone. Imagine me walking up to my mom's house and, and talking to her like if she doesn't have a place. And that's what the false teaching does. You see, youths, adults, God is dope. God is hip. He's my homeboy. All of those words don't describe the real God. What they describe is a mediocre God. Because if God is your homeboy, your homeboy approves of everything you do. God doesn't approve. God rebukes everything you do. That's what the Bible says. So I got to see God for who he is. I have to switch the lenses. I have to tune in my ear. I have to connect my spirit and say, God, you are sovereign, meaning that you are all powerful, that everything is under you and you are over everything. That's who God is. This nonsense, God is cool, God is hip, God is this, God is that. False teaching will teach you that. Oh, don't worry, God understands. God understands what? Wow. The way you talk, the way you walk, the way you live, even the way you make decisions shows the level of reverence that you have for God. I don't just talk just to talk. I don't just walk just to walk. I just don't live just to live. I don't make decisions just to make decisions. Amen. I live under authority because he's my authority. For example, yesterday was a beautiful day. It was nice and rainy. That's a beautiful day for me. I could take four or five days out of the week with rain, mist, and gloomy. I just love it. There's something about the rain. There's something about the gloominess of the day that makes me be at a place of peace. I mean, I went outside, and it was raining. I was trying to start up a fire. Pastor Miller is looking at me like, Seriously? (laughs) I said, I could get something going. I see houses under fire and the rain is still coming. The fire is still going. So if I go outside, I could try. But yesterday was a beautiful day for me. So I said, Pastor Millie, you know, uh, I made an appointment for you. She said, you did? Yes, I did. You're going to get your face done today and they're going to give you a massage. I was so mad. She was so mad. She was living out of all days. I said, yes. Bete. <laughs> Bete. Go, go. I cracked the windows open and the Holy Spirit said to me, now clean the house. And I began to clean the house. I I washed clothes. I, I mean, she was gone for like three hours. So I took out time and I started doing stuff around the house. And the Holy Spirit said, because you have obeyed me in the details of life, I will honor you in front of men. Your wife is not your slave. She is your partner. Just because you work and she has a part-time job doesn't give you the right to rely on her shoulders all the time. I I mean, I've been practicing this for a while, but the Holy Spirit was just doing something with me yesterday. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tell you how the Holy Spirit was working with me. That the moment Pastor Millie walked in through the door, you could tell they put about like 16 different oils all over her. I mean, that stuff was just dripping off her hair. And and she still had the marks of the pillow that she was laying on. And she had the nurse to walk in and say, I'm so tired. And I said, Holy Spirit. Oh, baby, yes, you are tired. God is good. Amen. Give him a round of applause. Amen. Now we're going to close this with three ways that can help us how to avoid false teaching or false teachers. Number one, pray for discernment. Psalms 19 verse 66 says, teach me good discernment and knowledge. For I believe in your commandments. We need to pray for discernment. Stop. the, The Bible tells us that God knows what we need. And he gives us accordingly. Stop wasting valuable time in praying for things that God already knows you need. And start praying for things that you really need. God's going to give you the house. He's going to give you the car. He's going to give you the wife. He's going to give you the husband. But if God doesn't deal with you first, what good is it? What good is it having all those things? You hear people all the time, oh, God gave me this house. Now you can't even keep up with it. Now, was that really God or was that really you? No, I want the sermon. I want to simplify my life. You get what I'm saying? You know me. Pastor Millie knows me. Those that hang out around me know that I love my life to be simple. I don't like to replace things. Uh uh, that coffee maker still brewing the coffee. It don't look the way it used to look, but it's still there until she throws it out. That iron still (laughs) it still does still does. It might not have a hand, (laughs) but I get creative. On Spanish, we get creative, right? Amen? Amen. Amen. We're not like the generation of today. We get creative. We still using them same pots and pans. Amen. They, they they don't look fancy. They don't have handles. The handles is missing, but that's okay. <laughs> we still fry eggs in them. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Some of y'all just hate me like, pastor, I'm trying to get my husband to buy me new things. And you over here talking like that, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Nah, don't be cheap. If it needs to get replaced, then replace it. But if it doesn't, oh man, God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. God is good. God is good. Pray for the sermon. Amen. Number two. Number two, study your self approval, and that, and you will find that in Second of Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. And what that means is, do your very best to present yourself to God as a proof, as a, approval. The Word of God is supposed to equip us, get us to a level of understanding and knowledge and truth that we can apply in our daily lives. Now, we as believers must study our self approval. How many hours do you dedicate to the study of the word? You'd be surprised how many people have a calling to be a pastor and they don't even know the Bible. How can you say, I, I believe that God has called you, but what have you shown to, to approve of your calling? I mean, I'm a pastor. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet. Why am I hanging and studying those lanes? That doesn't pertain to me. I stay in my spot and I stay in my lane. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not an economist, but if God and the Holy Spirit reveals to me the economy and what things are going to happen, guess what? I'm going to go to the resources. I'm going to go to the experts. I'm going to get the information from them so that that way I can fix my financial uh, situation or whatever the case might be. But I'm not. I'm a pastor. Many of you are wearing too many hats, including your wife's and your husband's hat. I don't wear my wife's hat. And she doesn't wear my hat. I don't wear her shoes and she doesn't wear my shoes. Stop wishing and hoping and start doing what God called you to do. So if God called you to be a pastor, educate yourself. The greatest teacher that you could have on the face of this earth is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you better than any university. The Holy Spirit will teach you the latest revelation of God. The Holy Spirit will teach you better than a theologian. The Holy Spirit will teach you better than a seminary that you might take. All of those things are good in moderation. But the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And that's the greatest teacher. The misuse and abuse person on this earth is the Holy Spirit. Study your self-approval. Amen? Number three. And this is the last one. A relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you will find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. But God has revealed to them, to us, throughout the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. We as believers make this walk more complicated than what it should be. We want our girlfriends, our boyfriends to tell us what the Holy Spirit can tell us. We want everyone to have an opinion on the decisions that we make. There has to come a point in your life where you have to grow up and learn how to make decisions wisely. I don't need, I can call someone from time to time, Someone I trust. Just just, just call just someone or anyone. Call someone you can trust. Someone that's been approved. Someone that will tell you whether you're right or wrong. You don't want a best friend that says yes, 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 even though you're walking down the ditch. I don't want those friends. I want those friends that tell, stop. I love you. I know you ain't going to call me no more, but that's okay. But let me tell you something. I want those kind of friends. Not the friends that compromise, but the friends that tell me the truth are you hear what i'm saying and many of us we have like like on facebook three thousand, or, or maybe followers on your tiktok uh, uh youtube account whatever the case might be let me tell you something all of those people the majority of them 80 or 90 percent of them are there because they're getting something from you they're not giving something to you that's why they're following you amen you got to be careful the way you present yourself amen I see Christians all the time. Yo estoy así porque Dios me quiere así. No, 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 no. God doesn't work that way. Amen. If they can eat lobster, I can eat lobster. If they can eat steak, I can eat steak. If they could be under the AC, I could be under the AC. If they could go to the beach, I could go to the beach. Hello, that was only made for sinners. No, mediocre mindset, false teaching. No. The Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit has taught me many things in life. But one of the most important lessons that the Holy Spirit has taught me was who I am. If you find out who you are, life will be so much better. Because you think you see things differently. I, I walk into places and, and there's about like six, seven, eight, or maybe ten Judas is sitting there, and I cooperate with my enemies. Y'all yeah, Ian, me too. You see the mediocre believer. I why are we going over there? Judas sit right next to Jesus. And you upset because you know something about this person, this person saying something about you? And matter of fact, be the bigger person and show that person, even though you're talking about me, I still love you. Even though you don't like me, I'm still here. You get what I'm saying? I want to cooperate with you. Why? Because you are helping me get to my destiny. I'm maturing. I'm growing up. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking. Michael Jordan. A famous basketball player, we all know him, said that his greatest weapon in winning games was letting his enemies know that he knew who they were. He said, I smile with them, I irritated them, I upset them. I made face gestures, and that will get underneath their skin. Under, underneath their skin, that they lost sight of the game, and of the plan that they had for me. That they gave me the game. You know the devil's going to attack you. Bang, 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 bang. Sientate aquí. Ven aquí. Sientate. Vamos a hablar. And the enemy talks to you. And he doesn't know that he's disclosing what he wants to do. And you see, you got the upper hand. But, but some of you, ah, ah, I don't want that person next to me. No, right here, right here, right, right here. Somebody did this to me not too long ago, a person that lives close to me. They were looking at me a certain way, and every time they looked at me, I just smiled with them. One day you could tell they were irritated. Jose, can you come over here for a minute? Oh, yeah, sure. What's going on? I'm putting central air in my house, so I wanted to to know if you wanted one of these ACs. You know, my wife insisted that you should come over here and pick one out. I said, oh, sure. Sure. And I took the AC. Before I hit my house... I cancel every plan that the enemy has. (laughs) And then I brought it in. Pastor Millie said, what you got that from Walmart? I said, no. I got it from my enemies. How do you know if it works? Don't worry about it. You enjoying it now? Yes, it works. Amen? Amen, it works. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Cooperate. Cooperate with your enemies. Know what they know and be ahead at all times. I could be in a room. I could be in a conversation and I know what's going on. I I might act stupid. I might look stupid. But I'm not. Be like Roadrunner and Coyote. Remember when we were kids? Dumb dumb cartoons went a long way because they taught us lessons about life. Coyote was so frustrated, Sylvester was trying to eat Tweety. And and no matter what they try to do, they were always a step ahead. You, You get what I'm saying? We have to be a step ahead in everything that we do in life. But a relationship outside of the Holy Spirit will lead you to destruction. That means every morning I get up, the first thing I say is, Good morning, Holy Spirit. When I get in the car, I say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Yes. And matter of fact, put on your seatbelt because we're going for a ride. And I go down that road early in the morning. Ain't nobody bothering me. And I allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me. When I walk into my workplace, I step foot in the ground and I said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to walk into this place with authority. I'm going to walk the way God has designed for me to walk. I'm going to talk the way I'm supposed to talk. I'm going to behave the way I'm supposed to behave. Then I'm going to punch out. I'm going to go home and I'm going to repeat. Asked my wife, when was the last time I got crispy? She said, Nothing moves you lately. She said, I got peace. I ain't got time for drama. You know, people will take you out of your zone. Yo, we gotta get going. You know, that, that's the last bucket of chicken at Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's fine. We'll go to Popeye's. There ain't no chicken there. Well, we go to the store and we buy chicken, we make chicken. What's the big deal? <laughs> Killing people over a chicken sandwich? For real? That's what this society is coming to. You don't believe me? Watch the news. People on planes now fighting, assaulting one another. They say it has to do with COVID. No, it has to do with demons. COVID don't make you act up a fool. You act up like a fool because of what enter inside of you. And that's a spirit, amen. Stop making excuses. Stop justifying. You want to fix today's society? Let's get into the spiritual realm. This has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with anything else but spirits. Amen. Because I've gotten on planes. I've been on long lines. And I know the art of waiting and the art of patience, amen. Sometimes you just got to be patient. Amen. Some of us know we want to get in and get out. We Last minute. No, 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 no. I'm a prepper, man. I'm a prepper. I'm one-stop shop. Let's go. That's why I love malls. I get everything in one place and then I just go home. Simplify your life. Many of us make a project out of life. No, I, I don't want to be that person. Why? Because I want to grow. And I don't want to be frustrated with things that I shouldn't be frustrated with. In other words, I don't want to be tied in with things that I shouldn't be tied to. Amen. That's why when people write comments about our ministry and they talk about it, that's okay. It's fine. That's free publicity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Holla back. (laughs) Amen. I got time for that. Oh, pastor, they gave you a thumbs up. That's good because I don't see a thumbs up. I see a thumbs up. They didn't give you a smile. That's fine. That's okay. Maybe they didn't have teeth and they didn't want to smile. So they send an emoji. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care. You don't pay my mortgage. You don't pay my car payment. You don't put food in my table. Hello? Hello? God does. Because God has given me the ability to get up every morning and go to work. Because even that we take for granted. Don't take every day for granted because what's a blessing for you is a curse for someone else. Many people didn't wake up this morning. You did. You did. I did. You did. Make the most out of it. Amen. God is good. Let us be on our feet. We're physically able. God bless you for those who are watching us. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. I am the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. We are located on 1060 Worcester Street in the beautiful city of Springfield, Massachusetts in the the area of Indian Orchard. For more information about our ministry, log on to our website at www.ResurrectionSpringfield.org or follow us on all social media platforms at TRC413. Amen. God has spoken to all of us, right? I said God has spoken to all of us today. Amen. I challenge you to pass up to the altar. If that's you, if you're saying, Pastor, that's it. God made it clear. I need to pray for me, but this is it. This is my last stop. I can't continue the way that I've been living. I can't continue the same way that I've been. No, I give it to you, Lord. You're more than welcome to pass up to the front. Amen. If my ushers and leaders could, could help me minister God's people. Amen. Don't fight God. Don't resist the Spirit. If you need prayer, we are making time for prayer. If you're tired, if you're at a place right now, at a crossroads, maybe you're confused, maybe you feel like you're all churched out, maybe you feel like giving up, now's the time. Let God minister to you. Don't leave this place. Don't leave this place without being ministered to. I know sometimes it's it's pride. Oh, I don't want to go up because of what people... Who cares what people are saying? Who cares what people think? It's you and God. It's you and God. It's It's you you and God. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. Oh, I'm so tired of people just giving the enemy authority.